You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews from jaysfromthecouch.com. Still recording. It's um, quarter after 2 a.m. as I start recording this, but I wanted to make sure you had the full scope of the analysis of the Rangers series that I, I wasn't really able to offer on Twitter this week due to... Again, the ongoing personal stuff, which, again, I said this before on the previous episode, but thank you all for the support you've shown. Um, It means a lot. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It keeps me going uh, to do this, so thank you for that. Um, Do you want to offer a quick correction on the previous episode? I said Danny Jansen was batting um, uh, 296 in the last 14 days. That actually didn't take into account the two for four night that he had today. So that's actually above 300. So there you go. Even better news for Danny Jansen. Anyway, we're going to talk about the work Danny Jansen as a catcher more than a batter in this episode. We're going to focus on the pitching because, I again, we we focused on the bats in the first episode. I do want to focus on the pitching to talk about a couple things that have emerged for the Blue Jays. And I think the obvious place to start is the Tuesday game. That was a 3 nothing win. Um, that was as perfect a game as you're going to see the Blue Jays pitch right now. And I think if you ask Charlie Montoyo, it went absolutely according to plan. Not just from the batting perspective, because that was a game where they chased Lance Lynn after five innings, which no team had done in the previous 19 starts that Lance Lynn made. So... That was impressive, working him for 100 pitches in five innings. Very impressed by the Blue Jays' batting staff there. But just as important was the work of the pitchers that, again, did their job pretty much perfectly. And it starts with Wilmer Font, who's quickly working his way into future Blue Jays' plans, at least for next year. Just the way Charlie Montoyo has leaned on him with his opener strategy. Um, Font's been given essentially one one go through the lineup. And he has yet to allow a run when doing so for the Blue Jays. It's actually a little crazy that he's been able to put that. And I'm not saying it's unexpected for a Blue Jays pitcher to be able to do that. I mean... The run Derek Law is on right now is remarkable Um, to the point where he's now second in line to close. So 
again, can't can't really say that these uh, reclamation pitchers that the Blue Jays have found weren't capable of producing this kind of thing. But I think when Wilmer Font was acquired from the Mets for cash considerations, no one really thought he would be this integral a part of what the Blue Jays are doing with this young pitching staff already. Um, yes, he had that success as an opener in Tampa Bay. Yes, Charlie Montoyo, very familiar with him because of that. But the fact that Font has gone in and essentially given guys like Thomas Pannone and Jacob Waggis back uh, a security blanket to work with has been huge. Again, looking at what he's been able to do as a Blue Jay, especially compared to what he's done elsewhere this season, he is carrying a 2.20 ERA with Toronto in his four starts as the opener. He has yet to allow a run. Actually hasn't allowed a run since July 27th when he faced his former team and pitched three innings there. And he's he's been doing so. He, he actually didn't have a great performance command-wise in that Texas game. For 39 pitches, only 21 of them were for strikes. And um, he, he actually had a lower amount of strikes looking and strikes swinging than he did the previous two outings against Tampa Bay and New York, but he still proved to be effective enough at getting pop-ups at, at limiting the damage that the Rangers were able to do and basically setting the pitchers up after him for success. In this case, it was Thomas Pannone who threw four brilliant innings. One of the best outings he's had this season and then letting that dovetail perfectly into the Blue Jays' bullpen with Meza and Law and Ken Giles emerging to nail down that win. It's exactly how the Blue Jays want to draw it up. So when Wilmer Font's able to do that, and and you can see the, the Blue Jays trying to experiment a little bit. They had Neil Ramirez as the opener in the uh, Monday contest. And it, it worked all right for the inning, but I think they prefer having Ramirez be a little more flexible. I think they, they want Font to actually go out. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is a two times through the rotation thing. Again, they let Wagusback ride Font in the Yankee series. And if Font's able to continuously do that, that one time through the lineup and just give Again, that security to the pitchers behind him, that that is very valuable, especially considering these, this is the first wave of pitching to borrow from Sean Doyle's piece, which y'all should read. Y'all should go to Jays from the Couch and read this. You know, just take a, take a few minutes at work. Your boss won't mind. You can blame me. It's fine. I will take it. But in establishing that first wave of pitching, having guys like Vaughn who will go out there and and set the table and not put the team in a hole early is huge for the mentality of this team. And uh, honestly, I'm surprised they don't use Font with Sean Reed Foley 
the way Reed Foley came out today, um, got worked over pretty good by the Rangers, only made it for three and a third innings. I'm surprised they don't use Font in tandem with him, since I actually have more faith in Pannone and Wagusback to deliver innings than I do Sean Reed Foley. So that may be a thing that the Blue Jays consider in the future, but we will have to see. We're going to have another discussion in regards to the Blue Jays rotation right after this, but uh, just a reminder that as with the previous episode recorded today, today's episode of Locked On Blue Jays is brought to you by BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com is the number one chewable pill that has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it's going to deliver performance when you need it the most. Um, it's 100% manufactured in the USA. It ships directly to your door, so you don't have to worry about, um, you know, going to the doctor and asking for it. You don't have to go stand in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to get the side eye looks from, you know, other men who are like, hey, you you need you need pills, and you know, they're just they don't. They're, they're jerks. Let's just put it like that. They're jerks. Um, you don't have to worry about that because there's no awkwardness with Blue Chew. And if you take advantage of the promo offer that they have, you just go to BlueChew.com. That's blue is in Blue Jays. Chew.com. You enter the promo code locked on. Um, sorry, actually. You enter the promo code MLB. And you can get your first shipment of Blue Chew for free. You just got to pay the shipping and handling for it. So that's BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. Get your first shipment for free. It's the better, cheaper, faster alternative. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we are back. Into the home stretch, folks. Almost there. So, one thing that made itself very aware in that Texas series when it came to pitching was where the hierarchy was in filling out that final rotation spot because after the trades the Blue Jays made, it was pretty clear Thornton had a spot, Wagusback had a spot, Reed Foley had a spot, Pannone had a spot. But that fifth one was going to be a question, would they bring back Nick Kingham to take that slot? Um, would they go out and try and acquire someone else? Would they stretch a Wilmer Font? Would they finally call up TJ Zoyke? Um Patrick Murphy, he's been on the 40-man. There were a lot of questions, and I don't think Brock Stewart was the answer that came to a lot of Blue Jays fans' minds, but Beef Stew is cooking for the Blue Jays, and cooking in a way he did not do for the Dodgers during his three seasons there. And 
the trust he's already gaining from this Blue Jay staff is kind of surprising on the surface, but then not when you look at the results he's getting. And and yes, he was optioned to bring up Rowdy Telez, but he will be down there for the minimum amount of time. They probably are going to keep stretching him out there because while he had minimal success as a reliever for the Dodgers, he's been great as this bulk inning guy for Toronto in two starts. He has a 289 ERA, although he has been getting a lot of help from his defense. According to baseball reference, his fielding independent pitching is actually 707, but he has a whip below one, which is great. So I I tend to look more at that than the, than the FIP. So Brock Stewart's been able to cut down on his hits and cut down on his walks, which has been very important. But the question I guess I have is what do the Blue Jays intend to do with him as opposed to Zach Godley, who has more of a reputation as a starter and maybe more fit for the role than Brock Stewart was. Now, again, Stewart is performing very well and Godley's underlying numbers this year have not been starter worthy. Um, He has a war of almost negative one this season. And um, his performance today, he went two and a third. He only gave up the one run, um, which is fine. But it still means he has a pretty gaudy ERA on the season. And again, if you look at the at the FIP and the WHIP, the fielding independent pitching and the walks hits per inning, those numbers are not great on either side. It's up. It's um. It's around a 5:30 uh, fielding independent pitching, but the 155 uh, era WHIP is the one that is really worrying. And you you see the work that the Blue Jays uh, coaching staff has been able to put in with some of these pitchers. Again, getting Wilmer Font in order, getting Derek Law to use more curveballs and become far more effective. Um, Pete Walker has been really great at helping pitchers avoid tipping their pitches. So you wonder if the Blue Jays are going to give Zach Godley that opportunity to be the, the guy who made 57 starts in two years for Arizona and proved to be a workhorse, even if he was a bit wild as a workhorse, you you wonder if they're going to give him that opportunity. And that's something I've been waiting to see the Blue Jays do, but they seem very content to just have him as a long man out of the pen. And I'm like, you have that already. His name is Sam Gavilio. Zach Godley hasn't proven he's ready to go into that Sam Gavilio mode yet. Prior to 2019, he had a track record and a good one of being a starter. Sam Gavilio never had that to fall back on. So I am a little confused of the usage we're seeing out of Zach Godley so far. Again, I would like to see him kind of develop because if he can show in the final six weeks of the season that there is some 
remnants of that starter from 2017 2018 then he becomes a lot more valuable for the blue jays in that they don't have to rush guys up they can they can have matt shoemaker they can have zach godley they can sign Ivan nova if they want and then use waggis back reed foley pannone thornton they can use them sparingly and have the other guys ready as depth coming up from buffalo And that will serve the purpose much better than just throwing these guys in the fire and having Godley come in and mop up the messes because it's not a good role for Zach Godley and it's not something you want to do with these pitchers. And if you look at Zach Godley's career stats entering play Wednesday, so this does not take into account the two and a third that he threw in today's game stats aren't great um he's he's only demonstrated like negligible results that suggest he's a better reliever than a starter he has a 475 era as a starter he had a 460 era entering this game as a reliever and it stayed about that given the two and the third innings. But if if you're going to do this, and Pat Tabler said, well, maybe they'll make Zach Godley the eighth inning man. I'm like, that that definitely seems like a waste of of what he's been able to do the past couple seasons. I mean with the season that is left, I would rather see, again, to see if you have a starter because the Blue Jays have enough guys who they can theoretically rely on as relievers. Justin Schaefer, despite, you know, walking batters left and right, has emerged as a serviceable relief piece. Derek Law is still a controllable relief piece. You have Ken Giles. You have Jackson McClelland, who is going off in Buffalo. Um, You have Ty Tice. You have Kirby Sneed. You have guys who you can plug in as relievers, but you don't have those options as starters yet. And I think throwing Zach Godley back there is not the best use of the asset that the Blue Jays got for free from Arizona. So personally, I'd like to see Godley get the ball to start a game. I'd like to see him have a couple of those and see what he has learned in his time in Toronto, in his time when, you know, he was on the outs in Arizona and see if he can be that serviceable starter because a starter that's under control until 2023 has a lot more value than a reliever that's under control until 2023. That's just a fact of life. Speaking of facts of life, it's a fact that I'm pretty much done for tonight. Um, Again, thank you to everyone who reached out. If uh, you want to get a hold of me, do so on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Um, Subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Jays. So make sure you don't miss an episode because sometimes they come in clusters like this. 
Um, follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Give a like, give a review, do whatever the heck you want. I mean, I, I, I know the support's out there. Y'all made that clear. So that's good enough for me. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm A.G. Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode and tonight's episode. And y'all take care.